Welcome to the Five Run Eight Podcast. I'm your host, Michael DiNicola. This is the podcast that talks to amateur runners from the 518 area code who juggle family and work while training for distance races on the weekend. Today I'm talking with Anne-Marie Moskal. Anne-Marie is one of my training partners for the Fleet Feet Distance Project, and she is fast. She's won the Scotty Stampede 5K, Malta 10K, and regularly trains for triathlon distances like the Muscleman 70.3. She's a local physical therapist who has a lot of insight into sports injuries. Here is my interview with Anne-Marie Moskal. Anne-Marie, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Well, thanks, Mike. Thanks for inviting me to do this along with you. No problem. So um, when things shut down last year, last year, 2020, what races were you preparing for and how did you pivot with your training and goals for the year? My big race that I was training for for 2020 was the Muscleman 70.3. I had done that race probably three or four other times. And I had a goal time. I wanted to get under five hours and 30 minutes. Um, and in 2019, unfortunately I couldn't participate in the race due to a family wedding. So I was really looking forward to doing it in 2020. Also, I had, it'd been 10 years at that point that I'd been doing triathlon. So it was just a a huge race for me. So when everything kind of shut down, I was really disappointed, um, and not being able to participate, but I did, I did get involved with the Fleet Feet running group last year. Um, One of my coworkers, Bridget, had been trying to get me to join for several years, and I just never thought running with a group was going to be my thing. Um, So she got me to join by doing a virtual running group with Fleet Feet last year, and it really kind of sucked me in. It was very motivating, and Coach um, Mendel sends out weekly training plans, um, even in the off season to just kind of keep you motivated. Um, so it really helped me to stay on track when everything had shut down. And we had done with the Fleet Feet running group, just, um, some virtual racing races together. And that was fun. Yes. Many things about the program has helped me as well. Um, but how has COVID changed your daily running, your daily routine regarding running? So it actually is, um, change for the better. Prior to joining Fleet Feet, I actually never really followed any structure running plans for training for triathlons. You know, it would have me running usually about three to four times a week, but I never really followed any like speed workouts or anything specific. So having the structured plans each week that Coach Mendel sends out has really allowed me to stay more focused. Um, and that's also, I think, helped prevent injury as well. Um, his programs usually have his runners running about six days a week. Um, you know, there's usually two speed workouts and then on the weekends, it's a longer workout. Um, again, cause I'm doing cross training. I usually only run three days a week. So I just incorporate the speed workouts and the longer runs on the weekends. Okay. Um, and in, when I see you show up to a lot of the races and runs uh, and the practices, you, you look quite polished. And I was wondering, you know, does Henry, did she compete in high school and college? And, um, and did you, and if you did so, could you tell us about that? And if not, when did you start running, biking and swimming and why? Actually, I hated running in high school. I um, tried out for, well, I wouldn't say I tried out. I went to two winter track workouts and I quit. I, I just felt boring. A running was boring. 
Um, and then in college, one of my roommates ran cross country and she asked me to join her just kind of running out in the woods. And I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It was just nice to get outside. Um, it was a great stress relief tool. And so I just in college began to run casually. Uh, my first big race that I did, again, I wasn't really competing. It was just more to do it for fun was the Boilermaker. And that was just very inspiring. It was um, just a great time. The community was out cheering us on and it was just a great feeling. Again, my time wasn't great, but it was just it was just fun to be out there doing it. I, again, continued to just run casually. And then I'd say in 2010, when I turned 30, my one girlfriend, Karen, and I decided to, to do our first triathlon together. Um, and I kind of got hooked on it then. It really uh, I really liked the um, ability to cross train. It is also, I think, helps prevent injuries as well. Awesome. And I noticed that you won the Malta 10K race uh, last month, this past September. And uh, before that, you placed third overall in a triathlon. Tell us about your training leading up to those points and the things that made you successful. Well, my big race for the year was in mid-July. It was the Muscleman 70.3. So a lot of my heavier training came in May and June. And, and then after my race in July, I was actually able to kind of cut back a bit on all the hours I was spending on my bike, um, running. I was only incorporating a little bit of swimming just because I haven't um, rejoined the Y. Um, but so because my big race was in July, I was able to spend more time on speed work and working on the shorter distances. And so honestly, it was just kind of incorporated nice with my overall training plan for the summer. And you mentioned uh, you have a coach and you have a good running group. And it's a, it happens to be uh, the same one of the same coaches that I work with and the running group that I show up for. But uh, tell us all about about this running group that you train with and your running coach also. Um, so, again, I did not think I would enjoy running with a group of people. I've always ran on my own just to have my alone time. Um, and Bridget at work, again, a fellow fleet feeder and coworker, had been persistent for years. And she said, it'll really help you. It'll really, you'll meet runners that will push you. And I was just kind of content with running on my own. Then when she convinced me to join her virtual running group, I pretty much did so because it was virtual and I could still run on my own. And um, then Coach Mandel was, I don't know, he was really kind of pushed me and encouraged me to join the group when we could actually join in person in a small group, which is when I met you and everybody was just so motivating. Um, and again, being with runners that are better than I am really did help to push me, made it fun. Um, so then I continued with the group. Um, he, again, in the off season would send out weekly maintenance programs, which was um, great to get me through the winter. I rejoined in the spring and the summer program, and I'm continuing to do it um, because it, my running out of all three events for a triathlon, swim, bike, and run over the last year, since I've been with Fleet Feet, I've improved the most on my running. So it really does make a difference when you are running with a group. Yes, I would agree with that. It really helps with the fitness. Um, but between the three activities, I, I kind of have an answer for this, but uh, which do you like the most, biking or the swimming or the running? Definitely not swimming. 
that is my weakest event. Um, I it's pretty much a toss up between biking and running. Biking had always been my favorite, really up until joining Fleet Feet. I've really started to enjoy running much more with being with the group. Um, so and I I appreciate how easy it is just to throw on a pair of sneakers and go out and and run. Whereas biking, it takes a little more preparation. Take a look at your bike. I'll look it over, check it out after a ride. And it's just the ease of running just makes it so much more enjoyable. And it's safer, a little bit safer being on the road when you're running versus um, on a bike. Gotcha. So I guess I'll go with running. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, Habits be my favorite sport. Nice. <laughs> so considering the running and all these workouts that we do with the Fleet Feet group, um, what would be your favorite workout and your how does that tie in with your favorite race distance and what's your favorite overall race? I have to say, I really do enjoy the speed workouts. I, that I tend to do on Tuesday, Thursdays. I really don't have a favorite. I, I like the variety in, in a bunch of them. Um, but I like that they're over with quick, but you really get a good intense workout in a short period of time. And overall it does help improve your longer distance runs as well. And as far as race distances in, in triathlon, the distances that I participate in are sprint distances, which typically incorporate a 5K uh, run, uh, the Olympic distance, which is a 10K run, and then a half Ironman distance, which is a half marathon distance. I actually like them all. I usually try to start off um, earlier in the season. In June, typically, I like to sign up for um, the the Hudson crossing triathlon. Oh, there's so many races out there. <laughs> so much to do. Oh my gosh. I haven't done it in two years because of COVID. So I'm like, what is that race? It's actually a really good um, uh, local race in Schuylerville. I like to start off the season with that race. And then typically again in July, I like to have my longer races. Um, and I really do enjoy doing the muscle man race. Um, and then in Later summer, I do the Olympic. The thing I like about the sprint and the Olympic distance is it doesn't really take long to recover from those races. Whereas for me, at least doing a half Ironman distance, it usually does take about um, 10, 10 days for me to fully recover where I can go back to doing like good speed workouts and longer runs again. Um, but what I do enjoy about the longer distance triathlon is that it really helps to build my fitness level in the middle part of the summer. That's excellent. Um, and what about your, what would you call your craziest race and what happened? Well, I don't know if this is like my craziest race, but I, I think it's worth mentioning the, my first um, triathlon was a sprint triathlon. It was actually the muscle man. It was a mini sprint and this was 10 years ago. And I made every rookie move. I made every rookie mistake. Uh, people had told me to make sure you, practice in open water before you do your first race. And I did not listen to them. I felt that swimming in a pool three days a week for the last six months would be sufficient. I was completely wrong about that. Um, people had also said, make sure you get a wetsuit. It's going to help give you added buoyancy um, and it'll help you on the swim. I did not get a wetsuit. So in that race, I basically did every possible stroke other than freestyle, which freestyle was my main stroke that I had practiced for months in the pool. It was, I basically got in that water and forgot how to swim. Um, every time I picked my head up to sight, my feet would sink. 
And so I basically did side stroke, best breaststroke and backstroke, anything I could possibly do to get out of that water. At one point, I just wanted to quit, but I could hear my husband's family on the side of the canal cheering me on. And I, was, I said, I can't quit. Um, they're here watching me. So when I finally did get out of the water, and I believe I was probably one of the last participants out of the water, and I got on my bike, I felt so much better. And I passed a lot of people on the bike and regained my confidence. So um, I was, again, at that point, I was hooked. I was, once I got off the bike, I started running. And again, I kept passing a lot of people. And it just really motivated me to finish and do better the next year when I participated again. Awesome. And what about, uh, what about fueling for all these races? What, what's your fueling plan like? And what do you eat leading up to races? So I try to stay fairly well hydrated. I mean, I, I don't overhydrate, but I try to stay fairly well hydrated leading up to the day before a race. And my favorite go-to meal plan the night before any race is I have protein pasta with chicken, sun-dried tomatoes, and pesto. And luckily, my husband has mastered that dish for me, and he always cooks it for me the night before a race. Oh, that sounds great. Wow. <laughs> it's um, delicious. Oh, that's great. And uh, what about your next race? It's actually right around the corner. Yes, um, it is. I'm actually this Sunday, I'll be running in the Hannaford half marathon. And then the following weekend, I'm doing the Mohawk, Mohawk towpath duathlon, which that race is it's a two mile bike or no, excuse me, two mile run, 17 mile bike and a two mile run. So those are like pretty much my two remaining races, I believe for the year. Oh, awesome. And then you'll get to shut it down for a little while. A little bit. A little bit. Back up. That's good. That's a good good way to do that. Um, And what about Ironman related races? Uh, have Have you done any of those? I have not competed in what they would consider a full Ironman. So we think of like the big one Kona in Hawaii. That is a total of 140 point six miles i have never done that and um it does include a full marathon in part of that race and i have actually never run a full marathon um so i've done several half ironmans um there are also ironman is also a a brand i guess a company so they actually will organize other races other than the long distance races but when people think of ironman they think of the 140 Point six miles. And no, I have not done one of those. Wow. seems like an awesome day. <laughs> that, wow. that would be a lot of training, lots and lots of training. And I think I might get burnt out if I, I know myself and that, that would be probably too much for me. Gotcha. And what about, uh, when you're feeling beat up after these races, what does your recovery process look like? So I definitely try to stay, uh, well, rehydrate. Um, I've discovered I really do well with liquid IV. Um, that really helps um, to make me feel really very good um, and recovered from that. Um, I also try to stretch at least twice a day, um, several days after a bigger race. And um, I've learned that I really like using a massage gun. That has really helped with um, recovery of my muscles after a race. Yeah, I remember you tried to sell me on the, on the massage gun once. Remember that? I I did, I did, and I I I, I love it. It works for me. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but it definitely works for me. <laughs> I'm definitely considering uh, getting one myself now. 
<laughs> you, should, you should. I mean, I tend to use it more on my major muscle groups, um, my my glutes, my hamstrings, my quads. Uh, it's really helped me with the recovery. Awesome. And uh, what about your shoes? What 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 kind of shoe does Anne Marie Moscow wear? I <laughs> prefer to use the Saucony Fast Switch sneakers for my speed workouts. They're super lightweight. Um, and I don't need much support for my shorter workouts. As far as my long workouts, I actually recently purchased the Ultra Riveras. Um, and I actually really, really love them. I need a shoe with a wider toe box for my longer runs because my toes, they need room to, to spread out. And um, they serve the purpose, the Ultras. And... Uh... During a, a long competition, like a marathon, I really had to uh, get my nutrition plan down during those longer races. What about for you, like gels and snacks? Any, do you take anything in during a race? Um, it, it all depends. If it's, you know, a 5K or 10K race, I don't, as far as in triathlons, even if it's a sprint distance, I don't have to take in anything other than liquid. Um, I wish my body could handle the the gels um for the longer distance races but i just it, it upsets my stomach so i actually will tend to um if it's a race that's going to last over an hour and a half i tend to do more like real foods whether it's i'll buy um little brownies and cut them up into squares um i do well with that the only energy type um gel type thing I can actually handle are the cliff blocks and they come with some of them you can get with caffeine. So I can tolerate those usually pretty well when I'm running. Awesome. And on the subject of injuries, um, really interested to hear what kind of injuries have you had and how did you overcome those? Okay. Well, probably about five to six years ago, I was training for a half Ironman distance race and I had this very, um, intermittent sharp knee pain so it would come some days and I would I, I would run just down the street and I'd have horrible knee pain and then a few days later I could run 10 miles no problem so in my mind I thought maybe I had a meniscus tear um, just because of the behavior of my knee pain was so inconsistent um, I had an MRI it was negative but unfortunately because it was so severe at times I opted not to do the run portion of the half Ironman. So what's nice about doing triathlons, they often will allow you to do an aqua bike option. So you can just do the swim and the bike. And it actually worked out really well that year because the weather was horrible for my race. Um, so I didn't have to run in the pouring rain for 13.1 miles. Um, after that race, I decided to really try to take some time off from running and I purchased some nice rollerblades and I would just rollerblade. So I did that for about a month. And instead of running, I could still bike and swim. No problem. Those activities didn't bother me, but instead of running, I would rollerblade and, and it just kind of went away. It resolved. So I really never found out what the problem was, but I just needed to rest it from, from running, which was the aggravating factor. Other than that, um, I haven't really had any other injuries that have prevented me from participating in swimming, biking, and running. Um, I, one thing that's worth noting, I have had nagging hip and sciatica type issues over the last few years. And I would try, uh, as a physical therapist, I tried to treat it myself and I was not successful. 
um, one of my coworkers, Maria, she is the one that introduced me to the Theragun. And I have used that on my hip region. And that is the one thing that was new that I tried this year and it has absolutely solved my problem. Um, and of course, she's also stressed the importance of incorporating strengthening into your workout regimen. I And I, as a PT, I know this, but I would always find strengthening boring. Um, but it is really important, especially with runners, to, to work on strengthening so you have that stability. So between using the Theragun and um, working on strengthening a few times a week, um, I have been able to um, manage that nagging hip pain that I've had. And in your... You mentioned you were a physical therapist. I'd imagine you see a lot of running-related injuries. What are the most common running-related injuries that you see, and what advice do you have for, for runners as a professional? Yeah, so probably one of the more common ones is knee pain, whether it is patellofemoral pain syndrome or iliotibial band syndrome. Those are some of the common ones. Um, also, Achilles tendonitis or which tendinosis. So tendonitis is more the acute onset of pain in the Achilles area, whereas tendinosis is more of the chronic um, changes in the tissue that runners will experience over time. Um, and then one other injury that we often see is plantar fasciitis. So um, there's definitely other injuries that we see, but those between the knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, and plantar fasciitis, those are the most common that we see in the clinic. Um, as far as advice to um, ru runners or any athletes is really listen to your body. I know it can be really hard to kind of take some time back um, and rest it, but if you have a very good fitness base going into your, your running season, for example, taking a week or two off isn't going to set you back. What will set you back is if you try to push through the pain. So again, really listen to your body. And the sooner that you can address the issue. So let's say you, you take, you rest for one or two weeks, but the condition doesn't improve. Definitely go see a doctor, whether it's your primary care physician or a sports medicine doctor, try to seek, uh, you know, assistance as soon as possible. It's much easier to treat an injury um, if you address it sooner rather than later. And, you know, another great piece of advice is, is the importance of cross training. So, you know, if you're always just running, 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 and you're not switching up the muscle groups that you're using, you're going to, it's going to, going to lead to overuse injuries. So that's why I love the sport of triathlon because it forces you to cross train. Um, and of course, always it's important to stretch and do proper warmups um, before and after running, especially. Um, and also, you know, really working on strengthening um, and your core is very important because basically if you don't have the stability around the core, when you are, you're running and you don't have that stability, you're going to lose that posture, proper posture and body mechanics when you're running each time your foot hits the ground, um, which will lead to injury if you can't maintain good alignment. So that's my advice. Oh, that's all like really, really good advice. And uh, if I could like just have you there when I'm starting to feel something. And if you could just say, Mike, you need to listen to your body. You need to slow down. Perhaps I wouldn't be in certain situations now. <laughs> I know that... it, is, it is hard. I've, I mean, I've, I've learned that it is important to listen to your body as hard as it is to take a break and rest it. At least you'll know if you rested it and it didn't improve and definitely seek medical assistance. You know, again, it's much easier to treat a condition the sooner you get help rather than uh, putting it off. Yes, uh, I guess we all know runners do not like to take time off, or any uh, oh. endurance <laughs> athletes in general do exactly. not. Exactly. Like
Yes. But um, so let's just uh, talk a little bit about in, about injury modalities and, you know, the devices, the gimmicks out there. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about Hypervolt. What, what do you think about Normatech or anything else that works right now? I, I've actually never tried Norm, Normatech myself. Um, I think it's a great it seems to be like a great modality. Um, I know it can be fairly expensive, but I feel like if you can try it beforehand, before buying something, um, that's the best, best bet. I mean, Norma tech is supposed to help, you know, promote circulation and muscle recovery. Um, and again, what works for one person may not work for another person. So I, I again, suggest if you have, you have have a friend that has owns a piece of equipment, try it before you buy it. That's good advice. Um, and what about your cheer squad at home? Tell us about your cheer squad at home. So I have my husband, Eli, and he attends most of my races, unless there's a conflict with a golf tournament, but he has been right by my side. He actually enjoys going to the triathlons, ringing the cowbell, cheering on all the participants. And then I also have my two-year-old German shepherd, Ziggy, who is not the most, um, I'd say athletic dog. He's pretty lazy. So I actually u- utilize him on my recovery days when I want to just go for a nice, easy jog or walk. All right. That sounds great. Um, and random question. What's your favorite guilty pleasure food? I love pizza. Eli <laughs> and I usually make homemade pizza at least once a week. That is my favorite um, guilty pleasure. And it also is what I crave after a big race. Awesome. Awesome. So in addition to the random question, I have a, a list of top 10 things that we just like to know if, if you prefer one or the other, um, I think you'd be interested to get an insight of which one you prefer. Like for example, uh, you know, number one, are you a morning or a night runner? Well, I used to always prefer running in the morning until I hit my mid thirties and my joints did not like to just get out of bed and hit the pavement. So Nowadays, I actually prefer to run after work um, when I have had more time to kind of warm up my body. It's what works for me at this point in my life. And although I can, as far as biking and swimming, I can just crawl out of bed and just do those. But running, I definitely prefer to do um, later in the day. Well, that's interesting that you can do one in the morning, but not the other. I, I've definitely become more of a morning runner in uh, recent years, which uh, years ago I would never even consider doing. But but uh, it's much easier for you to get out on a bike. Is that what you're saying in the morning? Absolutely. I, yes. Yeah. I, I don't need to warm up or anything just to hop on the bike. Um, again, it's less force going through your joints. So I really don't need to warm up for that. Hop on the bike and go. Cool. Oh, right. So trails or roads when running? I prefer roads. Not that I um, dislike trails, but it's a whole different type of running. I find, um, it's definitely more challenging and it gives your ankles a much more of a workout. So I prefer roads just because all of my races are on the road. And if you were given a choice of uh, let's say swag or something, would you prefer a metal or t-shirt? Definitely a t-shirt because you can use a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, yeah, as far as workouts are concerned uh track repeats or do you enjoy those uh those hills that coach mandel makes us do i love hills i do (laughs) i sure do i'll take them any day 
it's more like a love-hate relationship with me and the hills. It, it, <laughs> it, it is. It, it's yes. And I do like I like doing hill repeats on my bike as well. Now, this next question, I probably know the answer because I saw it unified after the Malta race. Coffee yeah. or beer? Definitely beer. And I love unified beer. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Um uh favorite beer at Unified? Oh, I gosh. Well, I like them all. I mean, I really like I all the IPAs they have. Um, but now I switched over to stouts, uh, just getting cooler out. I had this s'more stout the other night. It was delicious. Awesome. That does sound good. I got to try that. Uh, I love all the juicy things. That's, oh, that's, a, great that's one. a good go-to. And uh, la- last year they had the Throne of Odin. That was also a good one. Um, but I, I got to look into trying some of their stouts as well. Mm, they're delicious. So headphones or voices when you're out there on a bike or running? Okay, so I always, always would listen to music when I would run until I joined Fleet Feet because like that would just be rude if you had headphones in when you're running with people. So ever since I joined Fleet Feet, I no longer run with headphones. Um, Even when I do a run solo, I just, I prefer not to now. So I'll go with voices. And when working out and, uh, maybe some physical therapy or healing an injury do you prefer to work hammies or glutes well they're both important mike but if i had to choose i'd go with glutes oh they are both important yes you should never neglect one over the other some have a preference and then you'll hear others talk more about the glutes of course because injuries start from the top and work their way down they can so um you're gutting it out in the race do you puke it up or suck it up well, I really hate to puke, so I'd have to admit I probably never um, pushed myself hard enough to uh, have to make the choice. Gotcha. <laughs> good, a good, oh, good position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, never, nobody ever wants that, that experience. No. No. So, okay, it's winter time. It's freezing out. Dreadmill or the frostbite. Mm, I really would <laughs> like to opt out of this one, but I um. Since I have not rejoined the Y due to COVID and I don't own a treadmill, I have to go with frostbite. Um, Over this past winter last year, I definitely learned to dress appropriately to be outside. And it actually feels really good just to breathe in some nice, crisp, cold air. Um, So I'll go with frostbite. Do you prefer the starter or finish of a race? Definitely the finish. That's where it matters. Uh, that's where it matters. You're right. Yes. And uh, last item, do you have any advice for a new runner? Um, I would just say just to start out slow. And I mean, everybody goes into, you know, if they're running at a different fitness level too. I mean, there's some people that just like do the, you know, couch to 5k type thing. And then for that type of example, I would say start off with, you know, definitely doing a nice five to 10 minute warm up, Um, and then, doing like intervals, I would say, um, one, there was a time just through a health condition I was going through. Um, I was out of running for a while. And when I started back up, I would do, um, I just called them like telephone pole repeats. So I would jog like a telephone pole length, walk two or three lengths, then jog a length. So I find that that's a good way of incorporating it or doing like 30 seconds on a minute off and then building from there, you know, as you, that gets easier then build your amount of time that you're running and decrease the amount of time that you're walking. 
Um, and then also just the importance of not only doing a proper warm up and cool down, but incorporating strengthening and stability exercises at least a few times during the week. Um, some of my favorite ones are to do single leg exercises because when you're walking, you have to, you know, stabilize on one leg at, you know, each through each part of the cycle. So my favorite exercises are single leg deadlifts and single leg bridges because they really help to work on stability um, and balance. Um, and also, if you're able to, I really recommend joining a running group because I've learned a lot. It's been great to run with other members of the community. Um, we learn from each other. We push each other, but in a fun way. And if you if running with a group isn't your thing, maybe just having a running partner to go with because it's just always better to run with a partner versus running alone. That's all great advice, especially uh, you know I like the part about the uh, single leg de deadlifts. I've been working on a lot of single leg leg uh, stability lately, and uh, it's been working out for me. Yeah, it's it's very important. You always want to do some single leg exercises for the lower body for sure. Anne-Marie, this has been great to have you here. Thanks for coming onto the podcast today. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 5 Run 8 podcast, interview with Anne-Marie Moskal. Tune in next time when we interview another runner from the 518 area code. And as always, special thanks to local artist Mikey Finn for donating music to this podcast. <laughs>